Well, good morning, everybody. How are we? Good morning. Uh, cool. So it's Sunday again. It just like it happens right after Saturday every week. It's kind of <laughs> cool. It's just awesome. I love how that works. Right after Saturday, it's Sunday, and we get to meet as a family. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember the last, uh, it might have been a month, month and a half ago, um, when I shared, and um, I was just talking about, uh, well, a, a portion of what I spoke about was investing in your future, right? Like investing and um, actually putting yourself out there to grow in God and not just assume that everything uh, will just land the way that you want it to land, but going after it. And it was just kind of cool this morning just to even be seeing us all praying for Coco as she's going and spending um, heaps of cash to go to the other side of the planet to go and get trained and equipped and to get um, filled with something new, right? To, um, to grow her capacity in the area of worship so that we can have something greater here. And I just think that's an awesome thing, hey, for us to actually be thinking that way. Sometimes the cost of growing is, is great, you know, but it's so worth it in the end. You put a couple thousand dollars into something and you come out of that place completely changed and you now have a new place that you can pour out of um, where before you couldn't or you were just, there was a lid that was above you. And so I just thought that was really cool this morning as we're releasing her and saying, man, that's awesome and getting behind her and throwing, um, you know, the 50s and the hundreds at her to be able to um, just, I guess, empower that, you know, and say, man, let's. Let's really do that as, as a family and as a body. Um, but I, uh, I want to read something out to you guys. You guys ready? You guys ready to receive? All right, well, here we go. It's all happening. It's all happening. It's Sunday morning. And uh, it's cool because Jesus is here with us. And um, Holy Ghost lives in you. And so we're just ready to receive and to get from God. So here we go. I am loved by God. I am forgiven. I am set free. I am redeemed. I am God's son. I'm the covenant child today. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I walk in divine health today. I have the mind of Christ. All things are possible because I believe. God is for me, so who can be against me? I am prosperous. Satan is under my feet. I am blessed. I'm so blessed that the blessing will overtake me today because I'm obedient to the Spirit of God. I'm abounding in the favor of God and full of His blessing. I have immeasurable, limitless, surpassing, unmerited favor of God, which produces battles won because God fights for me. Yay. Doesn't that just feel good? It just doesn't get old, you know? It just, it's just good all the time. And uh, I know there was a few people last time I preached that actually took a picture of that. If you want that as well, you can take a picture, stick it in your Bible. And if you need to, you know, preach that to yourself five, six, seven times, then just do that. It just doesn't get old. And don't let it get old because it's the Word of God that shapes us and strengthens us in our day and stuff. So as I was um, kind of just praying and talking to the Lord about this morning, this, this quote that I found early in the year um, just came to mind, and I'm just wondering if this is something that maybe a few of us just need to hear again this morning. And it's a quote by Joel A. Barker. I have no idea who that was, but I just want to give a shout out to Joel for this, uh, 
for this quote because it's pretty awesome. So here's to you, Joel Barker. Uh, Vision without action is merely a dream. Action without vision just passes time. And vision with action can change the world. So one more time. Vision without action is merely a dream. So it's this place, and I've met people like this, where we are living in the prophetic of the future. We're living in a, in a dream, something that maybe we would hope to be in in five to ten years or even three years, whatever it is. But there's no action. There's no steps that we're moving in to kind of make that happen. And so if I can just use Coco just even as the example, she has a desire to be um, a, a greater worship leader, her capacity to give more and do more. And so one of those action steps is I will fly to America, I will get into Bethel, and I will learn and I will uh, get from God so that I can bring something back, right? So it's this place where people are sometimes living in the future, but they're always in the future. And I've met some friends like this that never have any simple action steps to be able to take them there. But they've always got a great dream. And I take my hat off to them for being able to dream because some people can't do that. But unfortunately, if we don't take the steps necessary to just one step at a time towards that vision or that dream that God's given you, you end up sitting in the seat dreaming in a place that you're not living and the next bit, action without vision just passes time. And I found that this is where the majority of Christians sometimes lie because it's sometimes mind over matter, action without vision. And so I'm, I'm a Christian, and so I have to do good. And so, you know, we, we try to do good to our workmates and our friends and our family. We try to have a good attitude, and we, we, we try to do well in church. We try to arrive at church on Sundays. You know, we do all these things, but sometimes we don't even know why we're doing them. There's no vision. There's nothing that stands before us that gives understanding or even heart towards the things that we're doing, right? And it's so important that we understand why God would be calling us to do the things that we're doing, right? Getting some understanding so that when you're actually doing something, you realize it's a part of something greater than just that one thing that we're doing. Then the last bit, vision with action can change the world. And I believe this wholeheartedly, man. Just as this church, you like, just meeting with Ben has been so much fun just to hear his heart for this church, the stuff that they've been praying through and, um, and wanting to implement in this church. It's actually leading somewhere. And we can actually change the world, you know. And I know those are big words and sometimes they're even cliche. You know, we hear them so often. You can change the world, brother. You can change the world, sister. And we hear it and we don't believe it. And it just sounds like a really cool inspirational phrase that doesn't really mean anything to me. But it's true. If we actually get vision from God, we understand his plan and his assignment on our life. And we begin to walk that thing out step by step, week by week, month by month, year by year. You can change the world because your life is here on the planet to address problems. Without problems, we don't need Jesus, man. And so we have problems and in the famous words of Mother Teresa, you know, problems are a sign that God believes in us. What a crazy statement. I've heard pastors say, I just wish you wouldn't believe in me quite so much, right? But it's so true, like, 
We have problems in this world, but be of great cheer, for I've overcome the world. And there's something in that where God wants us to believe and know that as we're in him and he is in us, there is something that we can address that is far greater than just the little thing that stands before us in our day-to-day with our attitudes. But if we submit to the vision of God, if we understand his ways, it becomes so much easier to do those day-to-day things like having a good attitude, like loving the person in front of you, and just not just out of that place of like, I just got to try so hard, but when you see the vision, it's very easy to know where this one thing fits in the vision. Does that make sense? Well, be blessed, man. Be blessed. Be blessed, man. Let's go change the world for Jesus. And if you're that person that is in that part where it's, I've got all the action, I'm doing all the right things, but I don't even know why I'm doing what I'm doing, start getting some understanding. And that's the basis of where I want to go this morning is hopefully getting you some understanding as to why we do the things that we do so we can do it with great heart and see change and impact. So I want to read out some really cool scriptures for you. This is just foundational stuff for what I want to talk about. In Isaiah 55, 8-9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Psalm 27, 11, Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a level path because of my foes. Psalm 25, 8-9, Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in justice, and he teaches the humble his way. Psalm 86, 11, Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Proverbs 16, 25, There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Just incredible scriptures that actually begin to I guess show us that we really need to understand God's ways, right? We need to understand that there's a way of God and then there's a way of man. And that last in Proverbs 16, 25, there's a way that seems right to a man and it leads to death, but it seems so logical and it seems so right, but it leads to death. But there's a way in God that leads to life and it leads to success, and it leads to growth, and it leads to the kingdom of God advancing in and through your life. And man, that is something that we need to get. And it's been a journey, and it will continue to be a journey for me as it will be for you. And I think we just need to be okay with the journey that if all of a sudden, you know, we, we decide we will make great changes. I will make great changes in my thinking. I will get up and I will pray and I will seek the Lord. And if in a month from now, you're not this changed person, you're not this, this vision that you had, um, it doesn't mean that it's not working. It doesn't mean that God's not in, in love with that great prayer. It doesn't mean that God's not in love with you. It just means that it's a journey. It means that it's a journey. And when you understand it's a journey, it's so much easier to keep going. It's so much easier to keep staying in your word. Well, it's not doing anything for me today. But what if you kept it up and in two months from now, it totally transformed the way that you use your mouthpiece. You just got to keep going and understand that it's from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from strength to strength. I am in love with the process. I actually love it now because I'm beginning to understand that I'm in process. 
he's cool with that, so I should be cool with that. If he's cool with that, then man, why would I be beating myself up and destroying all of the great encouragement that he's been putting in my life to grow when he's just so okay with my heart saying yes and amen? We just got to keep going, church. We got to keep going and understand that his ways are awesome. And sometimes it takes a little bit, you know, it's the renewing of our thinking, right? Renewing the mind and staying in the word and connecting with Jesus. Sometimes we just want it to happen overnight. And I think we just got to get out of that rock star mentality where it's just all happening on stage because I've just decided. Well, now that you've decided, right, rock stars, they become something. It wasn't overnight. There was years and years of playing gigs and doing small things that seemingly mean nothing. But in the grand scheme of things, it's, it, it led somewhere. And for us as well, we keep going because it's leading somewhere. And we know that his ways are greater than our ways. So when your thinking wants to you know, take prominence and say, well, I've tried this for a week. It just ain't working. You know, it's the same thing, man. You know, the Word of God is it's just not, like I know you say it's sharp and it's active and it's living, but it's just not doing anything in my life. See, that's, it doesn't work, even in a secular sense. Let's just remove even the church people that want to do things in life. You can't think like that. It's not just a God thing. I think it's just a process thing. We have to keep getting over the carnal man. We got to keep renewing our minds so that we live in the spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? We got to move out of this transactional place with God where it's, hey, hey God, I, I don't know if you see him, but I spent like a solid 10 minutes of prayer today. <laughs> solid 10 minutes, man. So like, so can you change me now? Can you make me feel like I'm actually doing something great for the kingdom. Hey, God, I've been, like, reading my Bible, like, every day for a solid month now. Like, can you just do something for me now? Can you give me that, that money that I need? And it sounds really silly when we say it out loud, but it's amazing how often our hearts navigate this way. And we just got to take that out. Like, God, like, he's just not into the whole performance thing, you know. He's about us being the church, Actually being the church and understanding that he has a way. And it's not the way that seems right to a man. It's the way that seems right to God. Yeah? You guys okay with that? Cool. I just want to encourage you guys, man. That's it. I just want to encourage you. This has been so great for me. You know, growing and knowing his ways. So um, I was just thinking about this this week as I felt like this is what God dropped in my heart to share with you guys as my family, my local family here on the Gold Coast, and, um, and just my process and how I've begun to understand God better for myself so that I can rest a little bit more, you know, and every stage is awesome. Every stage is awesome. I've just learned that. Every stage is awesome, I, and I truly believe that. You know, sometimes we look back and we go, man, I wish those kids would just be a little bit more like... And it's like, but they're four, right? Like there's always, okay, well, that seems right to a man, but what does God see? See, God sees a four-year-old and he goes, man, I just want you to be a four-year-old. I'm not expecting you to be a five-year-old. It's okay that you're a four-year-old. 
So if we just become okay with a four-year-old being a four-year-old, doesn't that just change the landscape of how we view things, right? We go, oh, wow, they're, they're only four. They don't need to be doing dishes, right? Sometimes I wish my kids could do dishes, you know, so that I wouldn't have to do them, but that's purely selfish, right? They're getting better, though. It's awesome. They're, they're growing up, and there's new things on the horizons, and they're doing things now that they weren't doing when they are two, three, four. It's the same thing with us, guys. It's the same thing as a baby Christian coming into the kingdom. The stuff that God did for me was absolutely ridiculous, you know. And I, want, and I know it's not the same for everybody, but this is my story. Every day for three months, every single day, I would wake up in the morning and I'd have this incredible blanket of his presence. Like I would wake up to that and I would just start crying. And I'm like, I don't even know why I'm crying, but it's pretty awesome. It just feels nice, right? Just feels really nice, you know? And it's like my kids, you know, when they're one, two, three, they would wake up and you have to change their nappy and you would always be, you would hold them and when you wouldn't hold them, they'd cry, you know, and then you hold them and they're, they're just okay for some reason, right? But they kind of grow out of those things, you know? We, we keep growing in God. So we don't have to stay baby Christians. We can grow but as we grow, the seasons change as well. There's things called growing pains, right? And if we look at what seems right to a man, it'll always lead to death. But if we look at what seems right to God, it will lead to life. So we just look at it from his perspective and say, okay, I'm in a new process here. God, I'm not hearing your voice the same way I was before. And it's amazing how we do this, guys, when... We're in this beautiful season of his presence, and it's just, it's just easy. It's just easy, you know. It's just like, wow, we're just there. And I remember my, my early days in God. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. The stuff that God did for me, I never asked for it. I had this whole gold dust phenomena happen to me. I didn't even know about gold dust, but it happened to me, right? I had this Holy Ghost laughter thing. I didn't even know anything like that even existed. And I'm just laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. And I didn't have a scripture for you. I didn't have a verse. I didn't understand why it happened. But it happened to me, right? All of these things, I got, you know, the power of God fell on me. This happened just probably three, four, five times where I was laid out for 30 to 45 minutes, couldn't move a muscle in my body. I didn't ask for any of that stuff. Like none of it. Nor can I fabricate that again. Right? But it happened to me. The early days where just God was just doing stuff. And I was like, wow. And all of a sudden, some of that started getting removed. And I, was, I just wasn't encountering it as much. And, and all of a sudden, I was like, God, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong, God? What, like, what's happening? I was, I was feeling all this stuff. And, and I was experiencing all these things, God. But what, what is happening? Why? Why is this not happening anymore? And I began to read my Bible a little bit more. <laughs> I began to pray a little bit more and, you know, set some devoted time just for the Lord, right? And I think all of those things were good, and it was just a lack of understanding. Like sometimes God, He actually withdraws those things for a time so that you won't live by the feelings and emotions, but that you begin to just know that He's God, right? So it's this, you know... At, one, two, three, four years old, my kids, I need to change their diet. I have to do everything for them. 
But all of a sudden they come into this age of five where it's like they can wake up on their own and be happy. They can play in their room all by themselves without me being woken up, right? It's awesome, right? Every stage is awesome. And you have to understand that in your heart or you'll always look inward and say, what's wrong with me? Why am I not experiencing the thing that I experienced in the last season? And it's called he's calling you into growth. He's calling you into maturity so that you will stand on the word and not just a feeling. But when you stand on the word, it's amazing how feelings come. But you stand on the word regardless of the feeling. And so we grow up in God. We grow up in God. And so I'm going through this really amazing season right now where literally as I'm praying, and I remember six to nine months ago, whenever I would pray, I would just feel like God really like clearly dropped something in my spirit, you know, as be like a really gnarly picture or something. I'd be like, wow, that's so cool. Thanks, God, you know, or a scripture verse or just very specific phrases. And I'm praying and I'm saying, God, would you speak to me? And there's just nothing. There's just nothing, you know. And I was just like, okay, well, I know God's good. I know he wants to speak to me. So what are you doing in this season right now, God? What are you actually teaching me? And this is what God's doing in me. So don't take this and apply it to yourself if you're not in this season, right? If you're in a different season, well, then hallelujah, glory to God, right? <laughs> Be in that season. Love that season. Ask the Lord what's going on in that season, right? But for me right now, this is what I felt the Lord spoke to me. He says, Dave, I want you to begin to trust your heart. You've submitted to me. You've given these things to me. Now go and make a decision. Wow. Well, that just changes a little bit of the approach in my thinking, the way that I view God. He trusts me as a son. He trusts the things that I'm praying about and the things that I'm pursuing. That at this time, he's like, go and make a decision, my son. And I'm like, that's amazing. Well, thank you, God. I submit this to you. And I want to make the best decisions that I can. So I step out in faith. We begin to make decisions. If I can paint a picture for you guys. If when Eliana is 25 years old, 30 years old. And you guys were in a room that I was in with her. And she comes to me and says, Dad, Dad, what, what should I wear today, Dad? Dad, what color socks should I wear? What shirt should I wear, Dad? Oh, what should I have for breakfast, Dad? Oh, Dad, man, I need help with lunch. Can you, can you make me a sandwich, Dad? You guys might all in that room be going, there's a fathering issue here. Maybe Dad hasn't done a really great job at actually raising his kids, because at 25, well and truly, they should be making decisions on their own. Hello? If we had 25-year-old kids doing that, we would say there is a problem going on. And as we grow into God, guys, as we grow in God, there is a place to take every one of us to where we learn to make decisions. We're not waiting for a glory cloud to fall down from heaven for us to make a decision. But understand that every season is amazing. Every season is amazing. 
and we grow in and through these things, but you have to understand what God is doing. Does that make sense? So you may be that 25-year-old kid today, and God is just teaching you how to make decisions. See, for me, when I look at Eliana when she's 25, I'd be like, man, I trust that you're going to make the right decisions. I trust that the way that I've raised you as a kid, the values that I've taught you in and through, that they're going to impact your life, and you're going to make good decisions based on those. So I trust you. Go forth, make decisions. I am there as a helper and as a guide, but I'm not there to make your decisions for you. Does that make sense, guys? The process is amazing. And it's amazing how God wants to trust us in that. So whatever season you're in, you might be way back over here where maybe you're still wearing spiritual diapers, but oh my goodness, man, let's get out of the diapers and let's begin to grow in God. Wouldn't that be awesome to grow in God and let the word have effect in our lives? Where when you read the word for a whole month and nothing happens, guess what? You just read it another month. Not because we're doing this transactional thing like, hey, Lord, I put the Bible card in and didn't get anything back. What's going on, dude? Are you even up there? Are you even listening? He's listening. Settle it in your hearts and move on. Because if you keep running around that mountain, you can never move forward. Because it always comes down to this thing, do I trust God? Is he good? And if he's really good and he has my best interest in mind, then why am I going the things that I'm going through? And there's this really cool scripture. In this world you'll have? Well, right on, man. <laughs> Trouble awaits us. But be of good cheer, for he has overcome the world. And so the way that we view these things, God, is through, guys, is God. The way we view these things, guys, is through God's word in the way that he sees these things. We can overcome. We can overcome. We can totally overcome. But the process is really, really important, and your thinking in that process is important as well, because if you keep looking inward, guys, what you're not seeing is that what God's doing in you, you want to eject. We actually want to resist what God is doing in us for a lack of understanding. But if you understand that God is doing something, you embrace it and you walk through it and you do it with great strength and power. And you settle some of these things in your heart. God is good, period. It's settled. It's done. Period. I'm not going back there again. It's settled. He is good because you're just going to get the same answer again. Is God good? Yes. So in a month from now, when you ask that question, it remains the same. So in hearing God's voice, you know, sometimes there's the, you know, I, I want you to make sense to me, God. I, um, I want you to speak clearly, God. Why am I not hearing anything? And um, I... I've discovered, you know, to say really, like this is like a banner over many, many things. And it's that God is relational. And uh, I'll just share this story with you guys. Because it was so encouraging to me when I actually heard this from the Lord. Um, and maybe some of you guys can relate to this. 
when you're praying for a person or a situation or whatever it is, and you pray and you get a really obscure kind of picture or thought that seemingly has got absolutely nothing to do with the situation that you're praying for. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have experienced that or that's just me, <laughs> but I know I have experienced that and I'm like, okay, so the example, this isn't the exact example, this is an example. I could be praying for Ben, right? Right on, Ben's our pastor, awesome dude, man. And all of a sudden God gives me a, a picture of a monkey in a tree and I'm going, God, what is the monkey in the tree got anything to do with Ben and his scenario? So God, and I close my eyes again, and, and I begin to pray, and I get a picture of a giraffe, a giraffe eating out of this big, tall tree, you know, and I'm going, God, can you give me a little bit of clarity here? I'm, I'm not sure what the giraffe eating out of this tall tree has got anything to do with the scenario, and then you pray again, and you get this clear word, and it's exactly for Ben, and it's exactly it. So I was talking to God about this scenario, and he goes, Dave, it's because I want to be in relationship with you. I want to be in relationship. It's this whole transactional versus relational. God, give me a word. You give it to me, and I'll give it to him. Awesome. He says, Dave, I am a lot more concerned about relationship than giving him a word. So what do I do? God, because I have no idea what the monkey in the tree has got anything to do with Ben. So what does it do? It drives me back into relationship. And now I'm talking to God. He's like, yeah, we're talking, man. We're hanging out. And I'm telling you a bunch of nothing about anything. But I'm going to give you a word. But I'm going to keep you coming back for more. So you understand what's most important. It's not just about the word, guys. He could give Ben a word easily without you. What is he so concerned about? Us being connected and being relational with the Lord. And wow, that has just changed everything, man. Literally, like the way that I pray. Like when I get those obscure pictures, I am now excited because I get to hang out with daddy. And I know why he's doing it. <laughs> but if you don't understand why he's doing it, you just go, man, that was just me. That was just me. That had nothing to do with God at all. But what if it was God? What if it was God drawing you to a deeper place in him so that you understand what's most important and not just performance and giving somebody a word? Wow, it's, so, it's just incredible how God does things. See, man's ways leads to death, but the ways of God will always lead to life. And that's where he's leading us, is into life. Isn't that cool? It's just fun, you know, like when you, when you understand what's most important, and I know we often, I don't know why, we often in some ways get groomed and, hey man, if you can just deliver a solid word, if you can just give a word of knowledge, if you can just do a healing, brother, man, if you can just, you know, do that anointed worship, well man, that, that will then dictate how awesome you are in God. And I'm telling you, all of that means nothing. See, we think it's all about the end goal. God is not so concerned about the end goal as he is the process in you actually knowing him. It's the process that he's excited about 
See, for us, I think at times in our, in our thinking, in our natural thinking, we're like, man, if you can just get me to that place, God, if I can just be that person, if I can be that woman, if I can be that man, if I can just be that, that will be amazing. And he's going, that'll be amazing. But when you get there, if you haven't understood my ways and who I am and how much I am in love with you, you will just continue to perform thinking that you're in this great deep relationship with me when all you're doing is a transactional thing with me. It's the ways of God. It's the ways of God, and it leads to life. Relationship, understanding the process. If you're not hearing from God right now, then maybe there's a really good reason why. Maybe he's wanting to draw you into greater places of maturity. Or maybe you just need to sit down and still yourself and open up your word and actually get a little bit serious with your relationship with God. See, there's two extremes that could be happening there, right? But we want to get right with God. We want to know God in his ways. We want to understand that the process that he's putting me through is leading to life. Yay? Right on, man. So he's not as concerned about the end goal as he is with the process. We're discovering his ways. So I want to just share this quote by Joel A. Barker. Just another shout out to Joel A. Barker, whoever that is. Vision without action is merely a dream. Action without vision just passes time. But vision with action can change the world. If you can understand the way that God's moving in your life, you can embrace it, you can hear it, be empowered by it, and know that it's leading to a place of great glory. Of great glory. Amen? All right, let's, let's actually, let's put our hands out. Put our hands out, we're going to receive something from Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you. We thank you that you're with us, you are for us, not against us. We thank you that you want us to understand your ways, God. You want us to understand what Holy Spirit is doing in our lives and in our midst. And Father, I pray that this week, God, there would just be a move of that in Jesus' name. That God, we would understand. We would understand why we're going through what we're going through, Father. We would understand what word of the Lord is to us today, God. We would understand that your love is for us, God. We would understand that, Father, you are relational in everything that you do. So, God, empower us this week by your grace. Empower us by your grace, Lord. I pray that our hearts would change this week. That, Lord, it would be more than just word, but it would be deed, Father. We would learn to love ridiculously, God. We would learn how to embrace hardships and seek Jesus and in the midst of that, God. We thank you for your word and we honor your word in our midst, God. We honor your word. It brings strength to us. It brings incredible strength and courage to our hearts. And so I speak that into every person. Courage in Jesus' name. I encourage you in Jesus' name to lift up his name this week. To walk in the ways of the Lord. To honor his word in your midst. In the everyday. The Monday through the Sunday. Every day. To honor his word. And to let it connect with your being. 
I prophesy that in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for angels being sent out, God. Angels being sent out to make a way, to make a way for us, God. We thank you for changing our hearts, for changing our lives. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for him. We receive that, Lord. We receive that. We receive that into our innermost being, Lord. We receive that Holy Spirit. Fill us. Fill us that we would drink of you this week, God. We would drink of you and be refreshed in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, man. Well, love you guys. And I'm expecting a really awesome week because you're all pretty awesome. Amen.